What's up, family? I'm Jalen Suits, the host of Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. Today we have Mr. Isaac Bullard, a guard here at Dallas Baptist. How does it feel to be here, bro? Hey, man, I'm just thankful to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. If y'all don't know, me and Isaac go way back. So this is going to be like Cam's. It's like an interview, but a conversation. So we're just going to break the ice and things. How was your day today? Man, my day was good. Um, I mean, I just had class today, got to play some ball. So, I mean, I can't really complain about that. See, my days of playing ball is over with. I'm not getting on the court and playing no more. Because every time, every time, Isaac would tell y'all, I get hurt every time. So, I'm retired. I'm officially retired. I'll, if you see me on the court, it's going to be either to train him or Cam. That, <laughs> that's it. But my first question for you is how did basketball begin for you? Like, tell the audience where all did it start? Um... From my earliest memories of basketball, it just was watching my dad play. He used to go play old man pickup Saturday mornings, and then I just remember myself playing with my friends, running up and down the court, shooting layups, breaking them. So, I mean, that was when I was about four or five. So that's my earliest memories of basketball. Did you ever want to quit at one point? For sure. When I when I started taking basketball serious, um, my cousin, who's like a brother to me, always used to push me, and I I want to quit every day. Mm. I felt that. I felt that. But we're glad you didn't quit because now look at you. You actually went to Army West Point before coming to DBU. So how was that going to Army West Point, like just being in the Army? How was that? Man, it it was it was different. Um, I met some of my best friends over there. Like, I got a homeboy that's going to be at my wedding. Uh, some, some Your wedding? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your wedding, man. I don't even start that. Day. You you I'm think day, you bro. think about popping a question? Not no time soon. Oh, I'm get married uh, one day. Oh, okay, okay. All right, proceed. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I got I got some friends for a lifetime over there, but I mean, just as a, I mean, just as an academy, it's 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 an amazing institution. I had an awesome opportunity, but at the end of the day, I don't think it was really for me. Okay, and that's nothing wrong with that. Now. I talked about my transition of transferring, and we always see like athletes transferring to D1 schools or D2 athletes transferring to a D1 school. How was it as an athlete to transfer to a school? Like, what was the process of that? Well, I mean, so when I when I figured out I wanted to transfer, I kind of knew where I wanted to go. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I started watching DBU games before I even was able to get into the portal. Before I told my my head coach at Army. Um, so the, the process wasn't really long. Of course, I, I, I talked to other schools. So just wanted to hear what, I, what they say. But the decision to transfer to DBU wasn't too difficult for me. Did you ever, when you was watching that game, did you think in your head, oh, I'm going to take his spot? Never that. I just want, it was more like a, I can't wait to play with that guy. Or I'd, I'd have fun playing with him. It's never been a take his spot because, I mean, I know everybody's just as talented as the next. Right, right. Now, who is your favorite player? to play with on the team right now favorite player to play with um right now is probably it's probably like my closer friends like like i love playing with cam i love playing with with tajay i love playing with Jalen. let me stop i, I love playing with everybody because i feel like there's like an understanding mm-hmm. you know each person i mean they they understood the kind of player i was like i, I do whatever i needed to do to you know help them make, look good mm-hmm. sacrifice a lot so I enjoy playing with everybody. Okay, okay. Now, let's take a step from basketball. Let's talk about just life in general. 
What is your favorite thing about DBU outside of basketball? Man, um, it's uh, it's an easy place to be. I mean, mm-hmm. It's not too far from home. Mom and dad can come to every game if they wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good campus. They have a good purpose for each of the students, you know. Um, I know you said we're taking a step away from basketball, but I mean the the basketball program is good for us. Right. So I mean I, I don't have really too many complaints about being here. Okay. Now, me when I was living with you, I used to live with Isaac and Cam. For everybody that's listening, I used to go on runs, and you hit me up and you was like, "I need you to teach, like tell me where you be going, like give me the path." And then you actually beat me. In the past, the first time we did it, you beat me, and you actually kept going and took working out stronger. What encouraged you this off, well last off season to go into another mode and to like let me just get to working out, working out? I mean, some of those I, I picked up a couple good habits being at Army. Like I, I tell my mom all the time, I, I learned how to work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout high school and before that, I was kind of like just going off natural talent and athletic ability but I mean as I got older people started to catch up so I saw saw you putting in the extra effort I realized that that's something I needed to do as well Mm -hmm. not just with basketball but like off the court and life and all that so for everybody that know we have a beautiful campus here at DBU and where we run is a path it's like a trail and every brick it's like a different verse so the trail that I took them on. It's like the whole trail is new. It's like full of verses. So when I ran, it was more of like a, all right, this is like, let me get my mind right. Like, let me relax and be me and like get reminders of the day, the word, you know. So it helped me with that. Well, I remember, I remember when you came home one game, I forgot what coach told you this, but he said you was getting fat. (laughs) Did you take that personal? Man, I always take that personal. I don't know if I have some type of body dysmorphia, but I, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay away from the heavy set for as long as possible. And I had a I had coaches last year telling me that I was looking a little heavy, and you know they think it'd be in my best interest to lose a couple pounds so I can you know gain some athleticism and some quickness. So I mean I just I took I took it as a challenge and kind of you know went full throttle at it. And he definitely did that, y'all, because it was a game this season. I couldn't be there because it was an away game. This man, Isaac Buller, dunked on a seven-footer. <laughs> what, what was going through your mind when you when you went up? Like, when you crossed that screen, did you like, oh, I'm finna dunk on him, or did it just happen? It really just happened. Like, like when I when I dunk, I don't really be thinking. Mm-hmm. It kind of just happens. It's like an out-of-body moment. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was like, got to get by him as fast as possible. Um, so I was really just focused on the move to get there. And I had the open lane, legs were feeling good, so I guess... I guess whatever was inside me jumped up out, so. Yeah. You said you're from, oh, well, not said. You're from Pflugerville, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's, what, two, three-hour drive from here? About two and a half, yeah. Okay. One thing that I like about you and your family, you even said it, that your mom and dad can come down and watch a game whenever. And your dad and your mom came to most of them. But just, we're going to go into the dad aspect because as black people, many people think like that our fathers, most of our fathers aren't a part of our lives. But your dad is a part of your life and he made an effort to come to your games. How did that affect you? Like, did that make you feel good on the inside? Oh, for sure, bro. Um, Like my dad, I tell people all the time, my dad's like my best friend. I mean, my mom tells me I'm just a younger version of him. and so just seeing him there to support me all the time is it, it's real easy. It, it makes me easy going. It, 
it, it's good to see all the time. It makes me happy. So uh, that's a really big motivator. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's nice to hear because, like I said, us as black people, it's this notion that our dads, our father isn't a part of our lives. And your dad motivate people like me for in the future. Just like you said, you want to get married one day. Same here. I want to get married one day. I want to have kids and I want to be a part of my dad's life. I mean, not my dad, my son or daughter's life. So just the fact that your dad makes the extra effort to come from down there in Flugerville to come see you play at dang near every game he watches every game like y'all he literally watches every game if he doesn't come he watches it online he talks to me about it when he see uh see me so that just means a lot and that's dope bro for real and i'm glad that you and your dad have that relationship um you work you have a job right yeah tell everybody what you do what is your job i am a worker at the dbu fitness center i sit at the front desk and check check uh students and faculty members in uh make sure and ensure their safety all righty so you do that and you're also an athlete so you got to do practice you have to do uh weights all that is it hard to balance that sometimes uh no not really i mean i have a really i have a really understanding boss um he's a He's an athlete himself, and he, he deals with a lot of our uh, the athletes on campus as well. So he understands the the demand we have with each of our sports. So I mean, I'm I'm thankful to have him, and he's he's able to work with my uh, schedule and be real flexible about it. We've got a lot of members on staff too, so that helps. Yeah, it definitely helps to have a lot of people. Uh, now we're just gonna. Uh, this feels like more of an interview, so we're gonna break down ice here. Now, last episode I was talking to Cam about one of the funniest moments that I seen from him when the coach yelled his percentage, his three-point percentage, where he pump-faked. What is one of your funniest moments from a coach since you've been here at DBU? Mm, I mean, I haven't really <laughs> I, I mean, I just hear what the coaches really say, the scouting report. They, they pretty much all say the same thing, hard left, hard left. Mm-hmm. Um, some say I'm more enthusiastic than others. and I mean, when I get to the left, they they, they, they curse their players or let them hear about it. But, I mean, other than that, I haven't had nothing as funny as that. Yeah. Well, do your coaches get on to you and, like, it'll be hard, but, like, it'll be funny at the same time? Uh, I definitely say in practice. Yeah. Sure. Tell us about that. What's the story about that in practice? <laughs> All right. There's, there's one time that was just, that stands out more than the other ones. Um, last year during practice, I was standing on the side, and I guess I hadn't gotten into a drill. Um, in a while and somebody fell on the floor so one of our managers came to wipe up the sweat and Coach Glenny <laughs> he screamed he, he stops the manager he said no Isaac you want to sit on the side you mop, up, you mop up the sweat like the manager and so he had me well he tried to have me get down and mop up the sweat so I just, after the fact it was real funny um, a lot of the guys joke about that but I mean he, he lets a lot of people hear it yeah Coach Glenny is one of those coaches that he'll give it to you I'll say that. And me being a reporter and sitting next to the bench, I be hearing this man, and he is absolutely hilarious. So, now, just like I said, we're just going to be free and talk about more stuff. So, it's this notion that basketball guys are, like, unfaithful and, like, that y'all can't be trusted in relationships. Mm. And I don't know if that's been portrayed on you. But I know it's been betrayed on many people. 
How does that make you feel? Like, what is your response to that? I mean, I, I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, everybody knows who I spend most of my time and who I spend most of my time with. So um, I just kind of let a lot of my actions, um, you know, protect the notion against me or whatever. Um, whatever the other guys have going on, mm-hmm. that's not going to change the way I look at them. I mean, I love them to death. I go go to bat for them. But, I mean, with, within me and my relationship, everybody knows where I stand. So, yeah. Now... You this season, you put in a lot of work. You put in a lot of work to get more minutes. And it was this one game, I think it was St. Mary's. Your dad actually was training you before the game. Tell us about that. Like, what all did he do with you before that game? Where you, it was that game where you had like 17 or 18. You know what game I'm talking about? Yeah. What, what all did he do with you? How, how all did that affect you? Um, I mean, we just we just got some shots up. Like I, I went to the gym earlier to go some, through some shooting drills and whatnot, and then my dad eventually just you know kind of took over and did some things that he he was just suggesting things that he thought I could do well during the game, um, and we ended up getting a really good workout in. You know, got a good sweat going, uh, blood flowing. So I mean, that was really helpful. I feel, I feel like I had some some good legs under me when it came game time. Yeah, you definitely did, bro. You definitely did. Now. Back to my original question, because I kind of went sidetracked. Sometimes you'll get good minutes, and then some games you won't get any minutes. How did that affect you mentally? I mean, I felt like I was doing doing a lot of things wrong. Um, that may not be the case. I know I know when it came, like, crunched down into the season, coach had to go with the guys that he knew was going to produce and that he could trust more. And I mean, just going forward, I felt that I needed to do more to, you know, gain that trust. So... I mean, I couldn't really be mad or blame anybody, but, you know, myself for lack, if, if I'm not producing enough. So, I mean, that's just one of the motivators that I'll take going forward. Yeah. What's your personal goal for next year with all that being said? I mean, my, my goal every year has been the same. I just want to do something that helps the team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be like a leading scorer or like a, the MVP or anything of the team. I just want to, you know, have a positive impact like when I'm on the court. Um, you know, do something that the team really needs me to do. So, whatever that is, I hope to find it and work really hard and be great at it. Okay. Now, this is something that makes me upset. So, I want to know how it feels from you guys' perspective, talking about a player. So, here at DBU, our students hardly come to the games. Mm-hmm. It it be mostly empty all the time, and it's very frustrating. As a team, like, do y'all ever think about that? Like, dang, nobody coming to watch us? Like, does that sit with y'all, like, in y'all head? Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely talk about it. We, we make jokes about it. I mean, we, we don't really expect much else. But, I mean, we've, we've basically concluded that we win more games, more people will come out and mm-hmm. support. So, I mean, we kind of take it as a challenge to, you know, be really good and make, make it a show that people would want to see. And, you know, hopefully next year we can accomplish some things and make people come out to more games. Yeah. Now, the most attended game, I'll say, is the game versus West, West Texas A&M when Jimmy Butler came to the school. Mm-hmm. When you guys came out the locker room and you seen how many people were there, what were you thinking? What went through your mind? I mean, I wasn't really surprised. I knew they wanted to see Jimmy Butler. Um, I was thankful that a lot of them stayed even after he left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was that's it was a really nice environment to play in. I mean, it 
it's of course preferred to have that many people at the game mm-hmm. uh, every time, but you never know what people got going on with schoolwork and you know personal life stuff. So uh, I was just thankful to have at least one of those games like that this year. Yeah. What did Coach tell y'all going into the game about Jimmy Butler coming? Like, did he tell y'all like, don't get sidetracked, don't try to do no extra stuff? Like, what was the message for that game? I mean, yeah, like we were in the midst of a of, of a little rough stretch. Um, in the season, and he was just trying to, you know, continue to reiterate that we are, we had to uh, remember who we were as a team, uh, you know, enforce enforce our will on the game, uh, continue to do positive things the right way, um, and just remain focused regardless of what was going on in the stands. Um, at the end of the day, it was a basketball game. He was coming to watch the basketball game, so uh, we had to continue to do our jobs as basketball players. Okay. Now, going to your career, Besides basketball, I know we had a conversation about this, and you're interested in sports journalism. What is something like? What do you want to do with that in your life? Like, what is the goal? I mean, the goal is ultimately to stay around the sport. I, mm-hmm. mean, I know I'm getting a little older, and my time with basketball, like as a player, may not be as extended as I'd like it to be. But I, I don't want to live a life where I'm not around the sport or mm-hmm. any type of sport in general. I mean, it's, it's all I've known growing up, so I'd be, I'd be thankful to be able to write and do something I really enjoy about, you know, sports that I've been so passionate about. Would you be willing to be in front of the camera and speak about it? Yeah, I mean, I could do that. I mean, of course, I need the proper training. You know, there's a lot of people that put a lot of time and effort into that. Um, that was probably one of the first career choices when I started thinking about communications, but mm-hmm. I mean, I ne- I'd never be opposed to it. Let this be known on the record. If you ever want to go into that, I got you. I got you. I'll let you know the ropes, teach you the ropes, everything. My man. Yeah. Yes, sir. So now we're going to get off DBU and your stuff, your career, and we're going to go to the NBA. Your favorite player is LeBron James. Undoubtedly. Last episode, Cam said LeBron is not the best player in the league right now. How do you feel about that? I I've committed myself to never arguing his greatness ever again. <laughs> Um, I'll let naysayers say whatever they want to say mm. but I just know their favorite player isn't the all-time leading scorer mm. in history so yeah yeah. but as of right now like at March the 8th 6.40pm do you think LeBron James is the best player in the NBA right now? LeBron James is the best basketball player in the NBA he is not in the best physical condition in the NBA but he is the best pure basketball player. What if I say I agree that he's the best player, but as of right now, he's not, and Giannis is? You're entitled to your opinion, but I just know I, my opinion is never going to change. LeBron James has been the best basketball player in the NBA for a long time. Yeah, true, true. But just saying... LeBron is reaching to a point where his career is coming to an end. You have young stars like Luka Doncic and Giannis. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. And uh, Jokic and Embiid. So you're telling me right now that LeBron is better than those players. LeBron James is a better basketball player than all of those young stars. He always has, (laughs) always will be. Don't let the number, don't let the stats and all the scoring and the inflation 
fool you. Really? LeBron James is the better basketball player. And you, he really believes, you really believe this. I stand on that. You stand on that? 100%. If LeBron James doesn't get into the play-in, what is your, what is your argument against that? There's no argument. You're, you're putting the, the weight of a, an entire franchise on a 38-year-old. Mm. Mm. Is that a shot at the Lakers? No, it's never a shot. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. I tell this all the time. I'm a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. So wherever he goes, I go. Take that how you want. Okay. Okay. So would you consider yourself LeBron James' number one fan? No, there's definitely like I'd say his wife, his family, okay. his number one fans. But I'm a close second. Close second. All right. <laughs> all righty. If what is your advice for a young person in high school who's struggling? and wants to play basketball, what is something that you would tell them to take their game to the next level? Um, i just say, like, never, never, well, try your best not to lose your love for, like, getting better. Like, I feel like when we're younger, it's easy to go to the gym and be motivated to work on a lot of things. Um, not, at least for me, I found that, me and my best friend found that real easy to spend five hours a day in the gym just playing and doing drills and all that stuff. So, I mean, do your best to you know, maintain and find passion within the little things that the game has to offer as far as, like, working out and playing as much as you can. That'll go a long way. Okay. My last question. This is a question that I want to ask athletes from now on. Many people here think that you guys as athletes have it easier than students that's not athletes. I want to know what you think of that that you guys have it easier than students mind you I didn't say this this is just the word around campus that athletes have it easier all they gotta do is come and play their sport and get their school paid off I want you to let them know and the world know what all you guys go through and the work that you put in personally yeah man um, I mean I'm not never gonna be one to discredit anything that others go through I mean like 100% honest we have different course loads like mm-hmm. we, our, our minimum requirement is much different than theirs are like there's people taking much much more hours than we are and they're working their butts off I mean 24-7 stress with homework all that stuff um, so I mean it's it's really it's, it's admirable that they're able to you know keep up with that and find time to have fun with their friends and you know do extracurricular things but I mean I wouldn't say it's easy for us I mean some people we all learn differently we all you know process information differently we all you know um, study differently um, and so we have practice at the end of the day as well so I mean take everything into account I feel like it's it's no really easy route being a college student you know mm-hmm. college is it's difficult in general you know whether you're an athlete or not um, but I mean they, they, they have that narrative I could understand why they say that um, and I'm not going to tell them they're wrong or anything but um, I, I wouldn't say it's like just a walk in the park for athletes alrighty well Mr. Boulard you seem like a very humble humble man but we here at Sit Down with Swaggy Suits wish you the best in your off season and wish you the best in your next coming up season. Anybody you want to shout out? 
Man, shout out to all my loved ones. Uh, shout out to Mr. Swaggy Suits himself for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm super thankful for having, uh, for being on this with you, bro. Uh, I wish you the best with everything. Uh, I hope I hope this takes off like I know it should be. So, thank you. Yes, sir. Alrighty, that was Isaac Bullard, y'all. Uh, keep God first. I love y'all. And until next time, we out. Peace.